back, everybody, to, to uh, kind of a different episode of Scratch Track. <laughs> a this very not, special Scratch Track. Yeah, this is not going to be um, within the, well, the numerical canon. <laughs> this is just going to be something a little... Uh, this is like, maybe you'd call it a Star Wars story. Mm, well, because we, <laughs> Kyle and I have been talking about doing kind of these, like, kind of mini reviews after, say, we've seen a movie, gone to a concert, something like that, just reviewing pop culture things, and... Today, actually tonight, we just went and saw Star Wars: The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. um, and we have with us Michael Stark once Hi. again, returning guest. I guess you know, um, uh, Star Wars fan, yeah, a, a known Star Wars fan, Michael Stark. <laughs> we, I want to comment. We all like we all have our Star Wars attire on. Yeah. You've got socks. I have socks. Michael and I got shirts. So we 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 went to the theater. We got good seats. We were there early. I mean, we, yeah, we did it right, and we just saw the movie, and we've been talking about it. So. I think we're just going to kind of jump into it, like give our thoughts on it officially, yeah. and then... We were just like, well, we're here, there's a microphone on the table because we recorded an episode with Wilson earlier that you'll hear later. You yep. haven't even heard that yet. Probably, yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's uh, kick it off. Darren, how okay. did you feel about The Last Jedi? <laughs> I, okay. I, I Like, I just don't know where to begin. I, I really loved it. I, I think... And we've been talking about this, so I'm kind of getting into things already. Mm-hmm. I fine. think I think as a film, it's really good, and I think even as a Star Wars film, it's really really good. This movie just has so much that it it just it flips on the on Star Wars like it it has expectations that are set up and broken and then broken again. And I'm trying not to spoil too many things. I, no, no, no. Well, this is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I should, okay. I should have said that just right at the put start. The disclaimer. Out. Okay. This yeah. Is, okay. Uh, so spoilers I, abound. So I didn't, I did not know. Well, I kind of had expectations going in just from like the trailer and of course, like the previous movies. Yes. But I really liked it. Like I walked out with a smile on my face and like, we'll get into it, but there, there, there are, there are highs and lows of this movie. I think, though, that this is probably one of the strongest Star Wars movies since Empire. Empire will always be number one in my heart, but I think this one at least can be involved in that conversation. Like, it does, for me, touch it in some ways. It's, mm-hmm. it's just things it has done to the Star Wars universe that are exciting. I think, yeah, so that's my initial reaction. So, Michael. Michael. <laughs> and now for another take. Yeah. <laughs> So I think I should just preface with the we just got out of this. Yeah. My thoughts it's are fresh. raw, as probably yeah, yours yeah. are as well. We might regret what we say. Yeah, today. and I think there will be an evolu- like an evolution to my thoughts about this film, mm-hmm. and I think I need to see it. Cert- Who am I kidding? I will see it a second time, <laughs> probably a third, uh, and I'll, I'll eventually buy it because mm-hmm. Star Wars Star Wars will always get my money. But I uh, I came away with something a little bit different. I I think it's as a film is the best film of this series. I think Ryan Johnson did a great job shooting this movie. Um, I as a Lifelong Star Wars fan left disappointed. Um, I think there were some story choices that Ryan Johnson made that I think we can dive into a little bit later. Uh, that's left me wanting more. That left me a little jarred. And I'm not sure if that's a bad thing. But I'm again, I'm still just processing. Yes. Yeah. And this is a pro- on-mic process. So uh, <laughs> take that everything we oh, say yeah. with a grain of salt, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we were going to do this tomorrow, but we just decided to... Oh, just not? let it be raw. 
So uh, I thought it was really great. I, um, you know, I think it could have been shorter if I want to make sure. a few criticisms. Uh, but I, especially like the second half of the movie mm-hmm. is just whiz banging. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just going, it's just oh. flying like a rocket and, uh, every, everything's like firing on all cylinders. I felt like, um, yeah, uh, I thought, um, there was a lot of like upending yeah. of, 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 so much subversion. of star Wars tropes yeah. in, in some really like exciting ways, uh, and unexpected ones. And just like. Also, just subversion of expectation uh, in general, like a lot of like mm-hmm. theories and things that everyone just talked about for uh, ages after The Force Awakens mm-hmm. came out are sort of just like handed to you uh, matter of factly a- as unimportant. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a little bit of a, a sort of I, w- I wouldn't call it like uh, cheeky, uh, just just. Sort of like, oh, you guys, you're focusing on the wrong things. Yeah, I think... About what what makes these movies good. And I liked that a lot because I thought... One of the things I didn't like about Force Awakens... And I guess maybe in retrospect it's good because it sets up the ability for this movie to subvert these things. Mm-hmm. Is is it felt like it was just introducing all these mysteries, yeah. which J.J. Abrams is very famous for, uh, just mystery boxes yeah. and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I just felt like that wasn't like what Star Wars really was. Yeah, I and, I actually 100% agree with you there. Yeah, I love J.J. Abrams. Sure. I, I really, really do. And one of the things that he does well, his whole storytelling essentially is mystery yes which we i think bought into the fact that jj abrams was directing a star wars film and we were looking for mystery yeah like that might be true parents didn't matter to me and uh, we've said spoilers they turn out to be no one and i think that's awesome i think i would have been disappointed had she been somehow connected to the skywalkers or the kenobis yeah yeah. i'm really glad she wasn't because it's bringing someone else into this like one of the things that i think the prequels did well one of the very few things (laughs) is that it was centered on the skywalker family that Mm -hmm. saga but there were all these other jedi uh, on the on the horizon and on the peripherals and ray is now kind of one of those peripheral yeah, sure. sensitive individuals who is being brought into the limelight, and I love that. Yes, and we don't lose the Skywalker saga. No, I mean we have Kylo Ren mm-hmm. alive and still kicking oh. and killing. So Adam Driver, so good. Yeah, he's so good as Kylo Ren. I like. I'm gonna tre- gonna tread on some familiar ground for us, but I I loved him losing the mask first and yep. foremost. I think the fact that we could see his face, see his scar, mm-hmm. I think that just made him so... And the fact that he does become such this understandable, nuanced villain, but also not. Like, he is just, like, someone who has been abandoned and betrayed. Like, he was taken mm-hmm. from his parents and and brought under Luke Skywalker, who Luke... I mean, gosh, I'm going to go so many directions. Luke is also kind of, like, not as wise and and prolific and mm-hmm. and proficient as we thought he was. Like, he has his flaws, and that's so great because he's just... Yeah, so so I think Adam Driver just did a knockout job bringing just this this deepness and uh, this depth to, yeah. uh, to this villain. I mean, he's still the villain by the end, yes. which I'm... I'm kind of okay with that as far as like a plot point, but just the fact that they gave him like these moments of like 
understandability and, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Back and background is great. Yeah, I, I also like the fact that they got rid of the mask because by doing that, we got rid of what I think was one of the weaker plot points of The Force Awakens, which was he just wants to be Vader. Yeah. And he's not Vader. No. We all know he's not Vader. Stop trying to force that upon us. And Ryan Johnson said, kind of screw you to that whole yeah. idea. Well, he's still striving to be this, he has the hubris to be this villain. Yeah. Uh, but now it's it was more grounded. As soon as he lost the mask, it was more grounded. Yeah. You get to understand the relationship and the turmoil between he and Luke, which we wouldn't get with that mask. Um, right. I think that was holding that character back. And I think that was one of the better things that this film did. I, I, to but, piggyback off that, I, I just, just a quick sec. I think what Ryan Johnson did really well in this movie is treated his characters like individuals mm-hmm. beyond the star Wars universe. I think he just, he looked at these, these characters as people and not as like you said, like Darth Vader part two. Like, yeah. I think that's so great that he detached them from all these things that were kind of, weighing them down uh i I was i will push back a little bit and say that uh in defense of the force awakens i actually felt like um kylo ren as a character was one of the stronger elements sure and one of the reasons why was because you know before that movie came out there was all this like oh look it's just you know he's new vader but i actually felt like that movie already subverted that trope immediately in and of itself because the first thing that we see i don't remember it might not be the first thing we see but you know once we actually get to know kylo ren as a character we see that he is this like whiny teenager Mm -hmm. kid like there was a joke twitter account that started after force awakens happened called emo kylo ren and that was because like you you see this guy in the movie and he's not vader like that's the whole point of his character is he wants to be vader but he can't because he's so emotional (laughs) and and conflicted like he he'll never be vader Mm -hmm. and uh i just felt like the this movie uh sort of just built on that which was already established uh going back to ray's parents one thing i liked that they that they made her parents just like you know they her parents sold her basically and and you know they were gonna go i think i think they said that it was it was to get drink money or something like that like there might have been some mention of the reason anyways i think if they had tied to the skywalkers the kenobis anybody it also would have taken away from how great of a character ray is just by herself that she like it would have so it would have made her connected to something else if she couldn't have it wouldn't have been like mm-hmm. this strong female character character standing on her own and right i mean you could argue is she a strong female character isn't is she just a lead female character i find her to be incredibly strong and I think if you tied her back to the Skywalkers, it would be like, ah, this is this is a character who could not live on her own, essentially. Like, she has to be a part of something else. And so glad they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, that mystery never needed to be there in the first place. But Yeah, I, no. I'm really not sure if it was ever supposed to be a mystery. I, I, maybe it was. Well, there, I mean, they, they kind of played on, like, I guess a mysterious element of it in The Force Awakens, but... It was definitely kept hidden, though. Yeah, and purposely so. Right, um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think the fan base probably turned it into something a little bit... That's true, bigger. yeah. Can, and I, I we, we talked about this before we started the podcast. The the beginning of the film... Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say the opening sequence, yeah, um, but the, the opening of, of Ray and Luke on the islands, we've, we end The Force Awakens with... Her finally finding Luke. Right. And, you know, she has her arm outstretched. She has the <laughs> iconic lightsaber. And Luke does not look happy that she's there. And then credits, right? <laughs> and so we've, we've been waiting two years for that. But we've also been 
waiting since 1983 for, which is longer yeah. than any of us. Yeah, I was going to say, alive. we have but, not. <laughs> uh, for as long as I've been alive, I've been watching Star Wars since I was three, you just wonder what's going on with Luke? Like, what's going on with all these characters, but what's going on with Luke? Yeah. And so the... And it got a lot of laughs, and maybe I'm the only one who didn't get it, but he takes the lightsaber and just casually chucks it over his shoulder and walks away. Yeah. And I I really struggled with that sort of attempted humor in this film because there were other little bits like that mm-hmm. scattered throughout uh, that thing. If it was Thor Ragnarok, I would have loved, but it's Star Wars and it felt out of place. Um, and I, I would have been more upset had Luke kind of more angrily thrown it at the ground or something rather than this meh. Because that was the one piece where I thought they were subverting Star Wars in a way that was a little bit of a jab at what Star Wars is. And that th- there were a couple things like that in this movie that mm-hmm. kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um so so uh, let yeah let's Rebut talk me. <laughs> no 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 actually I I don't one hundred percent disagree with you and I, I want to I I think we should talk about the humor in this movie a little okay. bit because I think it's interesting because um <laughs> I want to I want to key in on a, a specific moment that I th- I found very funny but also very like I was like can I guess I, which one it is yes you can is it the general hugs. No, okay. it's not that. It's oh. um, it's it's something that felt like a joke out of Spaceballs. Uh, it was oh it was a close up shot of what appeared to be a ship as the camera pulls back and you see is an iron, uh, uh ironing uh uh <laughs> like uniforms. Yes, and I got oh. a real laugh out of me, oh, but at the so same good. time, I still don't know if that shot belonged in this movie. I, I... <laughs> I love it in this movie. It's a great visual joke. I, it I, just feels like it belongs in Spaceballs, I not in Star Wars. I did not know I wanted it until I saw it. Like, I, just, like, I, I laughed really hard. It's a good I, joke. It's a good freaking joke. But I think that that shot, and that's probably the mo- one of the more extreme uh, sure. versions of this, it, <laughs> is sort of what you're talking about, right? Is yeah. is is this, you, you called it earlier before we had the mics on, like this fourth wall sort of breaking yeah, humor. Yeah, it felt a little bit like that. And that may be a, a yeah. bit of an exaggeration on my part. But yeah. No, 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 and I, I don't think that that's far off. I, I, I definitely think that this movie had those kinds of jokes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not like, not, not like a plethora of them, like sure. something like a Thor Ragnarok. If you saw that movie, that's it's a very like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, jokey take on the Thor stories uh, that were kind of more self serious before, mm-hmm. uh, and. So this one does inject a lot of that sort of, uh, you know, oh, I didn't expect it to be this like silly at times. Yeah, type I, type of humor. I, I would, but I, but I, I don't disagree with this sentiment. I, but all that to say, like, like Star Wars is not without its humor. There is that. Oh point, no, totally. There's that point which I love in Empire where. Uh, Han is working below the Millennium Falcon or like inside of it and the toolbox falls yeah. on him and yeah. it's so dumb and campy but it's also like mm-hmm. hey this this is here this totally. is- yeah Star Wars has always been funny yes. like it's always had those little gags this one felt a little bit more wink at the camera like that sure. only uh, only in moments only in moments for sure, sure. there was-, it was not anything like Thor Ragnarok at all where no, no, essentially no. Jeff Goldblum just looking at us and having fun yeah but um, <laughs> which is great. But it doesn't. I, I think it's 
Okay. It, yeah. it, it takes me out of Star Wars. I, 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 I hear that. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, it didn't bother me initially when I was watching it, but I'm sure, like, you're right, sort of that fourth wall breaking, sort of that, like, really aware humor is kind of like a, oh, this is kind of new for Star Wars. As a side note, uh, there were, you know, there, there's a film coming next year about Han Solo. Yeah. Um, and it was originally going to be directed by, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who are known for like the Twenty One Jump Street movies, Lego movie. the Lego Movie, um, Claudia with a Chance of Meatballs. That's honestly, in a lot of ways, that's their sense of humor, yeah. and those are the kinds of jokes that I was expecting in that movie. Uh, that is not being directed by them anymore. Sure. They got fired, and I honestly, in I don't know what's going on behind the scenes as far as that's concerned, but I kind of thought it was because they were putting those kinds of jokes in a Star Wars movie, and Disney <laughs> yeah. was like, no, 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 people yeah. will not like this. Yep. But uh, maybe I was wrong. There weren't a ton of them. Oh like, no, 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 no. Um, the General Hugs one. <laughs> In the beginning, I think I even leaned up, like whispered over to your Kyle, like, oh boy. Like, yeah, the I, beginning of this movie to me was quite rocky, I would say, actually, the first hour of this film. Uh, it took a while to get its legs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I wanted more from the, from the Luke. For, first of all, the Luke storyline in this film is fantastic. So good. Mark Hamill's acting his tail off. And yeah, I actually I, really like his performance. I really like what Mark Hamill did he did. Job. It just. Took a while to get there, and I'm not yeah. quite sure why. Yep. Um, and this film excelled at character development for certain characters. We've already talked about Kylo Ren. We've talked mm-hmm. a bit about Rey. Luke, certainly. Uh, and then there were other ones where I was just sort of scratching my head. Uh, we spent a lot of time with some new characters. Uh, Laura Derns was the one I, I really enjoyed, and you know mm-hmm. she died in the film. Uh, 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 but that character was great. Yeah. Um, I did not like the new character of Rose. I thought that entire s- subplot with her and Finn, mm-hmm. and which essentially lasted the entire film. Yeah, uh, let's let's, was, let's key in on that. Well, yeah, I, I th- okay. that's what I, I'm sorry. I, I no, think that's okay. what made this film extra long and feel extra long. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm not quite sure. If it did anything for Finn's character, and I don't care about this new character <laughs> at all, uh-huh. I thought she could have frankly been replaced with an existing character that we mm. care a whole lot more about. Someone like a Chewbacca who was his plot point was eating porgs, and that really pissed me off. <laughs> um, I I was really upset with some of those sort of decisions, uh, which. Yeah, I think that's some of that. But yeah. All right, let's let's talk about that B plot. So we yeah. have we have the sort of main Ray Luke story going on, mm-hmm. um, and underneath that we have a storyline with Finn and this new character Rose, who um, they are basically trying to through like this backdoor plan uh, uh, take down a tracker mm-hmm. on. Uh, one of the first order ships so that the, uh, and they're doing this all behind like Laura Dern's characters back. Sure. And ultimately what happens, we find out that Laura Dern had a plan and they kind of, by doing this sort of like threw a wrench into that plan and it just sort of, and a like, lot of people died. Yeah. It, it, which, which, which I like. Yes. Yeah. It's not that, and that in and of itself is not a bad thing, no. but I think, um, where it starts to, feel like that that plot was sorry, was sorry i should clarify i do not i, I do not enjoy seeing people die in this movie. <laughs> no i gotcha I, I, they went there though and it's like yeah I, yeah, yeah yeah but i i, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the yeah 
whatever. Yeah, uh, so like we kind of follow them. They go to this like casino planet. There's all these like crazy things that happen. But I, I, I guess I'm I'm maybe projecting for you, but I'm just putting words in your mouth. But I'm saying like I think where frustration comes from is like ultimately their storyline just just yeah. doesn't amount to any sort of like i guess success it just right. adds to it's, more complication and we do spend a lot of time exactly on it. Yeah. essentially again the entire movie and then their plan fails yes and then there's a moment of redemption i think for these two characters at the end of the film we have finn racing towards a a weapon and he's going to sacrifice himself to try to stop it and i think he had he died i don't think he would have succeeded with his plan i think it I think it was. A- I think the the story set that up for that weapon being too powerful for something like that. But then we have this character Rose come in and totally take away what I thought would have been a magnificent end for that character. I agree. And I'm I'm glad we saw Finn around because he's great mm-hmm. and he is sort of the kind of comedic end of this film in a way that fits Star Wars. I think. Sure. But yeah. uh, what a what an ends to his character yeah. had this. Other character who I think was really kind of pointless to the story, not gotten in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it could have been better. Yeah. And, and John Boyega is delightful as Finn. I don't yeah. think Finn is the greatest character, but I do find that his performance is good. And and I agree with you. Like, had he died in that moment, I probably would have been like, "That's great," you know. This, um, this is this is. But yeah, being saved felt a little too convenient for me. I so uh, in defense of of the saving of Finn. <laughs> Sure. Uh, uh, and we kind of talked about this earlier too. There's a lot of characters die in this movie. There's a lot there, and 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 also like there is a lot of maybe not a lot, but there's you know there's self sacrifice. Laura Dern's yeah. character are like self sacrifices herself. Um, the the resistance is whittled down to like just by the end of the movie, just a handful of people they can all so fit good. on the Falcon. So good. Like uh, the 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 sole <laughs> remaining members of the resistance can all fit on one tiny little piece of junk ship, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and um, him sacrificing himself, if that is how his character had gone out, if that is what had happened in that moment, it in some ways would have felt redundant. I think. Because uh, yeah. not only had a bunch of other people already died, we already had someone uh, sacrifice themselves for the resistance in a very similar way. Yeah. And when Rose uh, uh, knocks him out of the way and then says, "Like we need to uh, defeat them by like uh, protecting the ones we love instead of destroying the ones we hate," I felt like it was That's sort of. Line. I Great felt line. like it was sort of a subversion of. Um, what they had been trying to do the whole movie and I felt like it was earned. Yeah. I I did. I did really enjoy that line. And I, I I think there are even, even her own sister uh, was another of the self-sacrifice. So it was sort of almost like a redemption of of that point too, of like, Mm. Oh, she's saving someone who was going to self-sacrifice themselves. You know, uh, I, 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 I think, um, I think for me, uh, that B plot going going back to that, if I may, mm-hmm. I think that B plot. I didn't, I didn't hate it when I was watching it. Yes. When I look at the movie as a whole, it is the it is the weaker parts. Like it could even, definitely be trimmed. And even and even when I was watching it, there were parts where I was like, I kind of want to go back to the island right now. I kind of want to go back to Ray and Luke. Like there yeah, was yeah. there, and even like that was just the most interesting thing to me. And I think they could have 
spent a little bit more time mm -hmm. there and a little bit less time with this B plot because mm -hmm. it did kind of go in circles for a while. Like they they land on the casino planet, they find the guy they're looking for, but then they're arrested and then they find another guy and then they yeah it yeah it just kind of it just kind of spins a little yeah. and then gets somewhere. So not my favorite part, but I did enjoy it when it was on screen. Yeah, and I, I and and my take on it is I don't I I feel. It is not a complete failure of a of a B story at all because I I felt like there was a lot of like um, thematic like moral points being yeah. made throughout it that didn't it wasn't just for kicks and laughs like or or also just like to waste time it felt like it actually was like trying to say something uh, yeah. whether that you know was the most interesting thing being said in the movie is up for debate. Uh, and whether it was like, whether there was a place for it in the movie is also up for debate. But uh, in defense of it, I, I think that some of the things it explores about like war profiteering yes. in, in a movie called star Wars is yeah. really fascinating. Yes. Uh, I liked that there was a sequence where a bunch of like uh, rich people who exploit others are smashed by yeah. a bunch of like ho abused horse <laughs> creatures. Horse, horse uh, you know, whether that all that stuff like amounts to like mm -hmm. making the film as a whole, like more unified and resonant is up mm -hmm. for debate, but as its own sort of like little like episodic like story, I felt like it was still good. One of the, you brought up moral points, which one of the things that I think the force awakens and this movie more so uh -huh. this movie have done well is the evolution of kind of how this franchise looks at morality sure. versus the original trilogy and the original yes. trilogy there is a hard line between good and bad. You have the, the light side and the dark side. Sure. And you got a lot of gray side in this yeah, new trilogy, yeah, yeah. which I think is uh, kind of a reminiscence of where we are as a as a culture for, for better and for worse. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think that – I am I personally am not a firm believer in an absolute right and wrong and mm -hmm. outside of – certain things sure i'm not we don't need to go down a track road of morality here but sure. i think this like i think this new uh trilogy is more speaking to what's going on in our world yeah. and kind of how this world operates versus the way it did in the late 70s early 80s yes. and i think maybe because i avoided spoilers for this film mm -hmm. going into it I, I really wanted to steer clear of it but i had heard even in, in complaints of the Force Awakens, was it's not Ray. We don't know about Ray or Kylo Ren. Could they flip sides, so to speak? Sure. And a lot of people seem to be upset with that. And I think really there is a. It's part of the shift in culture that we're seeing, like the cultural wars that we might see between generations in our own realities. I think is playing out in how people view this new trilogy. Yeah. And and I actually want to build on that a little bit and say. I think so like these the the, the Star Wars films uh, as a whole you know are are sort of like very mythic in their mm -hmm. uh, in their like scope uh, of of this sort of like good and evil yeah. you have like literally a light side and a dark side and a classic hero story in villains yes absolutely and I think with these new films what what is really interesting about that sort of gray area in between that they're exploring is 
within the world of the films, there is still a light side and a dark side. There is not a gray side. No, right? right but within this like and, and it's so set in the movie so in like this morality of of star wars and i guess life like yeah. you you have light and you have dark but then inside of that you have people being pulled in all directions yeah. by yeah. those forces yeah. right and that's where the gray comes in that's that is what we're seeing uh, with these characters is we're we're not like seeing like mm-hmm. like oh he's doing bad stuff but for good reason like it's yeah, not yeah, that yeah. kind of like Breaking Bad moral right. ambiguity. It's There's not m- an anti-hero involved here. Absolutely, yeah. still yeah. a hero. It's a hero not there, it's, it. it's very clearly established of of what is good and what is evil, and and then you have characters like being uh, just finding themselves in the struggle of those yeah. two forces, yes, and I yes. think that that sort of moral ambiguity or just mm-hmm. if you want to call it that of just like um uh, of, of watching like basically human beings like just being pulled by those two yeah. forces mm-hmm. is like a really great way to uh keep the the mythic good yeah. versus evil elements of star wars while letting human beings like flow into yeah. that story in yeah. a really real way i i would i would even say the word for it is philosophy i i truly think that this movie especially exploring that about people being pulled in directions is is philosophical maybe even a little bit more religious but there's something about and specifically it's with kylo ren Mm -hmm. where he is a he it's sort of this thing where both sides do exist in him like they exist in all of us and and he is being pulled in all these directions but he's feeling Things that a lot of people feel, which is just abandonment and isolation, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have direction for those things. Like, like you said, he is a young, kind of confused character, like mm-hmm. like us here. I assume you know it's 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 this great thing to see, like the choices he is making. You're right. It's it's not a Breaking Bad type thing where like he's doing bad things for for just reason or good reasons. Yeah. Or, or just look like watching a character like do bad things, but we're also rooting for them. I don't feel like that's happening. It's, it's very much like we see Kylo Ren go down an evil path because of things. I think we all can understand. Yes. But also choices he's making. Yes. And I think that's, I think that's what makes him a very profound character. And I think Ray does that too. She just chooses, she, she chooses a side that is selfless and, Kylo's is very selfish mm-hmm. and there is just a lot of, you're right. Like that, that gray, it's sort of this, like the, I don't know. And why, and another reason why I call it a philosophy is there are philosophies and religions where light and darkness have to coexist. Mm-hmm. They have to, they, yeah. they do exist, but there is something behind those, you know, it's, 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 those are two characters, but behind that is a character or a, a force that is binding all of them together. And, I think it's exploring that a little bit and you know, it's, it's, it's morality, it's philosophy, it's, it's all these things. And I, I don't think I was expecting to see that here. Mm -hmm. I really wasn't like in the seventies, you know, when the original Star Wars were made, it really was this like, you know, rebels versus the big guys, you know, it's, it's, it's like George Lucas was a fan of the little guy defeating the big guy. And, you know, the, the the dark side for, for all intents and purposes was like Nazis and commies basically like that was the that was the people being feared at the time right and, and you had and you had the little guys who were supposed to get root for 
Now it's still that, but it's not. It's not that light side, dark side type thing. I I think it is though, actually. Okay. So because I think like th- that's what that's why I wanted to say like I don't feel like there's like uh like a gray side. I think it is light versus dark. I just think that inside of that you have human beings like being pulled between those two sides. Yeah. Because you like it's still clear like there are just evil characters in this movie yes. like you have S- snoke a character who is killed off but he's there's no like there's mm-hmm. no redemption for him and there wasn't going to be yeah. like and you have someone like hux who is just you know he's just a general like in, mm-hmm. intent on crushing this rebellion uh-huh. and you have the uh rebellion intent on you know overthrowing the first order because they are oppressors and they're bad sure i guess i guess what i was saying is like the origin of sort of that that lights for light versus dark for the 70s mm-hmm. was just kind of this like it was very clear cut because there were just kind of more enemies well now that's right. just, that's changed for a new generation where it's like no 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 we we can't think that way anymore mm-hmm. and it's presenting us with a villain who is not just evil you know right i mean he he is kind of like vader but more of like actually i'm gonna walk that back a little bit he vader Vader was just he just turned to the dark side like he just he felt it would Uh satisfy him or whatnot i don't know vader's i don't know if he's a complex character or not but kylo is certainly like yeah he's he just lives in a different kind of villain realm that Mm -hmm. we haven't seen in star wars i don't think no i i think i think his confliction is the thing and and you know for as bad as a lot of the writing and the prequels are that that is president anakin's character of of uh, this conflict of like you know wanting to be a good jedi i guess but also having all these temptations and, and things pulling him at him yeah um, but I it's not re- as explored in in a in, in a uh as interesting way i think and maybe it's because movie. i know where that story ends but i was i was unable to relate with anakin as much as i do with kylo mm-hmm. yeah i still think uh within like kylo's character like the, yeah there's there is a relation and there's an understanding but he like there's also sort of like almost like a little bit you're watching somebody make the wrong choices over and over. Hmm. Like at least that's, that's how I see his character It's sort of like a a failing of like, uh, you know, and, and, and in this movie, Ray flirts with that too, where she has a, a compulsion to, you know, you know, find something out about her parents and her past. And that is sort of her uh, weakness and what pulls her in. Um, And then she sort of makes the choice to reject that. um, Mm -hmm. Whereas Kylo's rage, he's unable to let go of. Yeah. And I, and you know, there could be redemption for him in the end. Ultimately, I think honestly, like to the movie's credit, it's sort of up in the air. It could go either way. What I love about Kylo as a character and as the villain is I mean, in the original trilogy, you had Darth Vader, who's clearly the bad guy. Right. In the prequel trilogy, and I'm making a distinction here, you have Anakin Skywalker, who is the hero, but we know is going to be the villain. Right. So we have this kind of resistance to that character. Because yes. even if he looks like he's doing good things, mm-hmm. and he might be good right now, we hold him at arm's length because we know what he becomes, which is the inherent problem with prequels. Um, <laughs> sure. Like, you know, it's determined what is going to happen. Yeah. Um, there's... And with Kylo, I think with all these new characters, but specifically Kylo, I think we, I mean, it's 
Yeah. It's wide open territory there, right? Which I, th- I think is great yeah. for this character. This character went places and did things in this movie that I didn't expect, and they were all believable. I love them all. Yes, um, I, I I liked Kylo in The Force Awakens. Um, I love him as a character now. Yeah, um, it's a big success for him. I think I think um, <laughs> with Ray's character too. Like I, I love that scene where she does go into that pit mm-hmm. and and. She's she's pulled in like it's it's super cool like it, it's just a great representation of like kind of like t- tipping your uh, toe in the water of the dark side and like, yeah yeah and I love the conclusion that she comes to where she's basically like this answer you know like this thing that is pulling me to the dark side that is making me kind of explore how I feel about the dark side will ultimately not satisfy me uh-huh. so she chooses to kind of be at least how I interpret it. She chooses to be her own. Right. And I even, and I wanted to talk about this earlier. I even think the, like, the lightsaber was sort of like this, 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 like, presence of Luke that once the lightsaber was broken, it was like Ray could start anew. You yeah. know, it's like the lightsaber was very representative of, like, I think a lot of things um, beyond the movie and within the movie. And when the lightsaber breaks and she's holding it at the end, it's uh-huh. sort of like this, like, like there, it's another moment where Ray is like, I, well, at least what I presume to be, like, I get to be my own self, sure, and I get to choose to be the Jedi that I want to be. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot about this movie that's like, we, like, the Jedi is not like, like, tradition is all well and good, and knowledge is all well and good, but there's still like, there's still something more visceral and and within us to choose. That makes you yeah. a good Jedi. Speaking of that lightsaber being broken at the end, uh-huh. that was sort of like the death of a character. That that's Anakin Skywalker's original lightsaber. Uh-huh. That's is carried on from the end of Episode Two through uh, he loses it when he loses his arm and, right. and Empire Strikes Back, and then it magically comes back. I don't know. Yeah. Like it was. Do you think that they're gonna fix it though? Because at the very I end, I sort of hope that they don't. But yeah, I agree. At the very end, they, they like. When there there's this final parting shot of like where where uh, Ray is like how do we build a resistance from this and she's holding mm-hmm. the broken lightsaber or at least it's next to her and uh, I think I don't remember, I can't remember the exact line but like I said like we have the material or yeah like, or, we, have, we have everything we need everything yeah. we need and I don't know it's in it's sort of in some ways the fact that she still had this broken lightsaber and mm-hmm. it kind of at least implied to me that they were going to try yeah, to put I mean, it back together. But I guess I don't know. I don't know. We'll I need see. to uh, bring up something else that I okay. loathed about this film. <laughs> that's good. We've had a lot. We've had too much positivity. Uh, that's, <laughs> I'm serious, by the way. Um, maybe a bit controversial. I So in this film, first of all, before I get into this specific character, uh-huh. Carrie Fisher was wonderful in this film. And every yeah. time she was on screen... I felt like I was holding back tears uh, because of that that loss. However, in the beginning of this film, uh, the Resistance ships come under attack and the bridge of her ship is blown away and she's sucked into space. Uh-huh. She is literally crystallizing, as would happen in space. Right. And she force pulls herself, <laughs> after she's dead, uh-huh. uh, back into the ship. And I thought that entire thing was totally stupid. (laughs) 
Uh, I thought it was bad. It looked dumb. It looked like a witch flying through space. Uh, It looked like almost like it it felt like there should be a broom under her. Like it looked so bad. And I, if there was a moment where I was about to like lash out in this film, it was, it was that moment. Uh, Now I'm that said, I'm glad she did not die in this film at all. Like at all. She, we, we end this film and she's alive and thriving and leading, which is, I think, the way we want to see her character go off. Um, and she did some other great things in this film, so I'm glad she didn't die, but that entire thing was dumb. Yeah. I, I, I am so glad that when she got sucked out, she did not die, because, I, and I said this earlier, like, it would have been such a waste yeah. to have her character die in the, in the first hour of this movie. Yeah. In the first, like, half, half hour of this movie. Yeah, it was, like, it, it was quick. Like, I, th- I, I was convinced, like, oh, this is how they kill her off. And then she... I think why I think for me why I like that was like I don't know how I feel about like the whole like lore of how the force works and blah 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 in yeah. that moment but I was kind of like I am glad that we were set up to think that she's going to die especially because it was shown in the trailer that like there it's just very clearly shown like Kylo and his ship and blah, right blah, blah. so like I was kind of like <laughs> again another subversion in this movie of expectations like and I'm mm-hmm. glad that if you're going to have this final movie with Carrie Fisher, you just don't kill her off in the first half hour. Right. Honestly, the fact that they didn't kill her off at all is awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Well, I mean, they, they wanted probably wanted her for nine. I mean... Yeah, I think so. Well, she was probably... Realistically, she's the only character of the original three yeah. that is alive in this series anymore. Yeah. But we can't see that character anymore. That, that was a big moment for me, actually, is, is when Luke uh, ultimately kind of dies. Um, is that... He, the, the, it's done like it, the original right. trilogy but I think this movie we'll is be also, seeing Force Luke though well yeah or Ghost Luke but yeah I, but I, also, I guess that's very, very likely but I also think this movie was kind of just doing that in a lot of ways like yeah. it was just trying to break itself from the chains of Star Wars when, when in the moment when um, at the very end when Kylo <sighs> thinks he's about to kill Luke and he doesn't I thought we were about to find out he was already a Force Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Is he?" So he's I, I, dead I, already. I, I I can't wait to go home and read Star Wars threads because <laughs> I guarantee that there is so much discussion about this Force projection. Is that what we call it? Sure, Where that's what I was. Luke is on it. this island still, yeah, but he appears to everyone in this battle, and I loved it. I love that yeah. we see because. We see him through this entire film seemingly abandoning the Force. Like, yeah. he, he has rejected it because of things that have happened with Kylo Ren. Which I wish they delved into more. Yes, I, I entirely agree. When we talk about maybe cutting back that Finn-Rose subplot, yeah. I wanted more of the Kylo stuff. I wanted to know more there. Yeah, if there's more- a mystery going on here, and like <laughs> I feel like that's what needs to be uncovered a little bit more. But. Sure. I, I love the force projection thing. I loved that it showed that even though he was resistant to the force for X number of years after this situation with Kylo Ren, he is still Luke fucking Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have a better way to put that where I'm like, yes, yep. this is the hero that I've been waiting to see yep. for all my life again. And mm-hmm. the payoff there, uh, despite my many frustrations with this film, that uh, we get to see Luke be this great yeah. again is wonderful. Mm. And uh, the really the last 45 minutes of this film mm. are spectacular. I, I I think like to build off that, 
what I loved about Luke Skywalker in that moment too is for this this movie he is sort of just blocked. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of shame. Again, just like like talking about like very nuanced characters and not like the light side. You know, if you work hard enough, you can do it. It's, uh-huh. it's like you know, even if you're a good person, you still have this ability to fail and and to, to like follow your demons a little too closely. Like, and there's this great there's this great like just 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 a bit about Luke being like sort of blocked and resistant to the thing that kind of he's become and that he's given to others. And I mean, we could talk about that for hours, but right. like in that moment when um, <laughs> he meets Yoda again and Yoda puppet Yoda, puppet Yoda, thank God. And <laughs> they burn down, like essentially they're, they're, they're burning the old Jedi away. Like, like this whole, this whole thing about the last Jedi, like the Jedi needing to end, like that does kind of happen in a lot yeah. of ways, but that is that like that undoing of the Jedi is what helps Luke rediscover what makes the Jedi the Jedi. And I really, really like that. I yeah. think that is, I like in that moment I was getting, I was going to cry cause I'm like, this is a return to Star Wars in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I entirely agree. I thought the Yoda piece worked really well. Mm-hmm. That's where this movie gained a lot of traction in my view. Um, I mean, Yoda essentially shows up and slaps Luke across the face, essentially, with it's what so he good. says. And it's wonderful. Yeah. It's essentially like we're back on Dagobah in Empire, mm-hmm. where he's... Because Yoda's, again, joking around. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he ha- he's this, having a good time. He has this wisdom. He's yeah. a sage. But, man, even long dead, this guy's having a good time. That, and it's that, just that's so what great. was missing from Yoda in the prequels, too, is yeah. he was yeah. too serious. He was way too serious. When he, when he hits him with his stick. Yeah. It's, oh, it's like he hit R2-D2. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. right when we first meet Yoda so for the very funny. first time. Yeah, yeah. I thought they handled that well. Yeah. And we see Luke come back there. Yes. Um, yes. We see him kind of snap out of this funk he's in. And... Uh, yeah. He realizes that, like, I, I, the title of this film has been going around for a while. Like, is it singular? Is Jedi here singular or plural? Right. And I actually do think it's singular after watching this movie. And it's been passed. Like, it was Luke. And now it's Rey. Like, there is, there's not a literal passing of the torch. But there's a passing of, the, well, the lightsaber. Um, sure. Where <laughs> the broken I, I, I lightsaber. Think, and now it could expand again because I really do think it was centering on Luke as being the last Jedi yes. and at the and we see him die and we clearly see Rey as the successor and maybe as the founder of the new Jedi were. Right. Yeah. Which is shown at the very end with uh, the kids back on the casino planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about all that either. You didn't like that? Yeah, I didn't like that in As, as yeah. sort of like this like beacon of hope of like of like the Force and the Jedi live on through others. I think we had that with Leia's short speech to Rey about having all we need. Sure. Because um, mm-hmm. I think it was talking about the Jedi. I think it was talking about the Force. I think it was talking about the Rebellion. I think it was... A very all-encompassing statement that she was making, and then we kind of have this heavy-handed, you know, the force lives you on. You know, the force lives on with these uh-huh. kids who, again, I don't care anything about those characters. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but, 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 think, but, but they're a symbol. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I see what I see what they're trying to do. Okay. I just not you sure like it. it didn't work for me. Okay, that's fair. Um, 
as far as yeah, as far as the kids at the end go, for me, like that that felt like in a, speaking of like fourth wall breaking, as we were talking about that that to me also just felt like a very meta uh, yes. sort of commentary on like what Star Wars is for uh, yeah. a generation of kids as sort of like a mm-hmm. a, a, a symbol of like of like heroism and 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 just desire to like yeah. Make a difference and be bigger than you are. Who among us would not just be so excited if we walked outside and a broom came into our hands <laughs> out of nowhere? Or, or I was waiting for him to like get on the broom and fly away. <laughs> no, that was Carrie Fisher's scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That had already been done. Yeah, yeah. Too many witnesses. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, w- speaking about fandom uh-huh. and t- talking to the fans, I loved the part with Ray. Where Luke's like, what does the Force mean to you? Or what do you think it is? And she says, oh, it can do these things. And he's like, that's not it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so great yeah. to see in this movie. Something's just so directly like, don't misunderstand what... <laughs> I mean, I, it's it feels weird to talk about like a religion or a, you know, a way of life in the movie. like going Even going outside of the movie. But I think it just is great when this movie is like, this is not... This is not moving rocks and 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 sword uh-huh. fights. It is so much more yeah. than that. And I think that is again just a return to Star Wars roots in a yep. lot of ways. Yeah, and it, it even in a lot it echoes. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up the qu- exact quote. Maybe one of you will uh, remember better. But in Empire, Yoda talks about. I think it's an Empire. Oh, not this crude matter. No, no, uh, no, not not that line. Uh, where Yoda talks about how a Jedi uh, uh, doesn't like like fight offensively essentially like they're they're a defensive like and the 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 Hmm. the force and and lightsabers and the jedi's technique and skill is all is all essentially used as a reaction not as as an oppressive thing or or an attack um and uh that felt very in line with the things that luke says in this where where the things that ray names of that the force is for were all like actions and and the Jedi react. Yes. And this is where I, I think you're touching on something significant because you're correct. And I think that's one thing that prequels got wrong was the, the Jedi struck first sometimes. Sure. Um, but that's how much I, I have my criticisms of this movie and I, I think I, I disagree with some of the choices that Ryan Johnson made, but Ryan Johnson gets star Wars and it's price precisely, I think because of, the Jedi philosophy here uh-huh. where we see we have two flashbacks, almost two identical flashbacks of the Luke and Kylo Ren yeah. uh, situation. Right. And the the first time, well, actually we get three of them. But yeah, we yes. get one of them from Kylo Ren's. I think it's the second one, the yes. second flashback. Mm-hmm. And Luke pulls his lightsaber. Yes. Which, again, it was a moment where I almost jumped out of my seat because I'm like, no, like that is fundamentally wrong and i'm like no 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 let's let's see what goes on here and then we come back to it and luke admits to doing that and recognizes he tells ray it was a momentary failure like he essentially failed he he abandoned the jedi way there and then that one abandonment of that root philosophy Uh where the the jedi essentially as a as a force as a kind of a weaponized force are only defensive not offensive right that was the moment Kylo Ren saw it, and he acted upon the evil inclinations that he was having. Right. And so the the birth of Kylo Ren from Ben Solo is Luke's 
very momentary lapse. Uh-huh. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think that's the success of, of Ryan Johnson in this film of, of working with those two characters in yeah. such a unique, uh, in such a unique way because it's so subtle. But if you recognize, uh, and if you know the Star Wars lore, that's exactly what he's touching on, and I love it. I think yeah. he did that so well. I think it's a character thing too. With 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 that, it's so great because not that I love to see uh, um, people I look up to, or or you know, parents or people above me, or again that I look up to fail. But when Luke fails, it just humanizes him so yeah. much, and it makes it so so great in that moment where. You know, you have this. You have this character. This when we saw the when we saw the original films, he's just kind of this like wimpy, whiny kid. He becomes a Jedi, and then he fails as a Jedi, and it's just so. Again, something I never thought I'd see, and I think why he was resistant to training Rey, or kind of like you know very sparse with it, was imagine. For I guess this is the best way I can imagine is if you're a parent and you hurt your kid and your kid resents you, you probably don't want to have another kid. Right. And also, and also Luke caused other, others pain through creating Kylo Ren. So there's also that shame. And there's just a lot of, again, there's just a lot of understandable things about these characters. I think these, I think these people are treated like individuals and not sacred people. Yeah. Yeah. The one other big issue I have that I think has far reaching implications is what they did with Snoke. Um, like there's been kind of like the raised parents thing. Yes. We've seen the Star Wars fandom turn into who is Snoke. And my response has always been Snoke's Snoke. It's Jar Jar Binks. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, like, was, that was the... It's that, yeah. I mean, there's so many theories that it's like a reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker or it's Jar Jar Binks or... It's like, why can't Snoke <laughs> The most Snoke? likely story. And I like the fact that they just allowed Snoke to be Snoke. I... Bad name, by the way. Yeah. Terrible yeah. <laughs> name. Also, Captain Phasma is a stupid name, too. Stupid name. Um, and... There's some stupid names, yeah. uh, but I I am pretty disappointed in what's essentially they killed they killed this character. I mean he's severed in two. Like there's no coming back. Uh-huh. Um, well, Darth Maul came back, right? And yeah. like a side thing. <laughs> oh, oh, he came back. Anyway, I, I, I guess you never he was said set up never. To be almost like the second emperor, which maybe he shouldn't have been. But we have someone who's kind of set up to be this. Uh, overarching villain yeah. who is tempting Kylo Ren and uh, winning, frankly, in that battle for Kylo Ren. And uh, just to see him kind of killed yeah. so kind of quickly, uh, I think is a disappointment. I think there's still a lot that we need to unpack. If there's a mystery with Snoke, I think that ties into like he was clearly tempting Ben Solo as Ben was training with Luke and yeah. this, this movie did not touch on any of that. So maybe the next one will, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I, I feel a, kind of a profound disappointment in the, the end of that character. Um, I think it's cool that they're setting up Kylo Ren to kind of be that emperor yeah. type yeah, yeah. figure. I think that's yeah. really interesting. I, I wish it could have been maybe prolonged somehow. I don't know. I yeah. I wanted something more. Yeah. And I think that's a character that I think we've really been, that uh, uh, had a lot of promise that we're never going to see now. I, I agree. Um, what I was going to say, uh, kind of going back to uh, <laughs> Kylo Ren being such a good villain, is that once he is killed, 
like I th- I think there's this kind of um, storytelling trope where it's like, oh, here's the villain we're set up, but there's another villain behind that, and he's not doing these actions on his own. There's someone kind of puppeteering him and making him do these things. And so once you cut off the head of the snake, you know, the rest of the body will turn to good, you know, or, or it'll be not. And it's sort of this, I think we're kind of set up to be like, oh, if, if Kylo kills Snoke, then he's, he's decided to go to the light side or right. he's decided to be good. And it's like, no, he still wants right. to create his own path. Yeah. And it's, it's a more selfish decision. Yeah, and than it's, that. and it's so good. Right. It's such a good moment. And, and I, I agree. Like killing off Snoke, not my favorite part because Honestly, like he was becoming very interesting. Yeah, I thought he. I thought uh, he this setup great. in this, like he's not just this giant face. Um, oh, so when he like the first one, just well, he showed up that way in the beginning of this movie too. Oh, like yeah. in the projection, yeah. and then but he essentially just slams General Hux, also dumb name, uh, <laughs> down. Uh, Less quarrel with that than yeah, uh, than Phasma. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, he essentially just drops him and drags him in front yeah, of all his so officers. Great. Which I'm like, all right, this is great. Yeah. This guy's not messing around anymore. Mm-hmm. He's down the business. And then he dies. And frankly, he set up, I think one of the disappointing things is how he dies. Yeah. Like Kylo Ren kind of just tricks him with a lightsaber that's right beside him when he's supposed to be kind of all powerful with the force. And, right. Um, it was, that was a disappointment. I think one of the things, and I'm shifting topics drastically, um, and I'm, I'm saying this as I'm looking at your <laughs> posters of each of the original three movies. Which we have in our apartment. Um, um, you see them in the, in oh, the, yeah, pod, the photos. podcast photos. You yeah, do. it's... Uh, when I look at these, there's a magic to them. Uh, when I... Like, I started tearing up when I sat in this theater tonight and I see those blue letters a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I see the craw and I hear the John Williams score. This franchise does something to me. It always has from the time I was a kid. And The Force Awakened, for all of its faults, uh, captured that magic again, which I think they played it safe with that movie. I think they had to after the prequels. But God, it gave me that magic back again. I didn't really feel that in this movie. And I think that is like, it's a, it's a good movie. I, I, I'm disappointed in it, uh, and it's, it's it's a good Star Wars film, but nowhere uh, at any time in this movie did I feel that pull like I felt before. And maybe that's just an experience versus an expectation, like the experience of this film as a film uh-huh. versus what I expect it to be, but it did feel... Yeah. Ryan Johnson gets Star Wars. I've said that. He really does. Like, I, I, I want to love this movie and I can't. Yeah. And, um, and, that, and, that and a, there's just something missing. And that's a hard place to be because I, I, I think Kyle and I have both been in that, those places. I, recently this summer, an, uh, an anime feature film came out and I was so excited for it. I went to it and I walked up disappointed. And Kyle liked it and other uh, others liked it. And it was kind of one of these things where it was like, and the, uh, not to be like totally cynical, but the thing is like, you that first initial initial reaction is so important. Like you'll see it again and again. And I think you'll still have a piece of that. That sort of like, I'm disappointed. Yeah. And that's okay. Like that's a, that's just your, that's your reaction. That's expectations. And it's so hard to be there. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. All I was going to say is I, I, I I won't say I, I love star Wars. I won't say I'm as, as like, you know, I don't have like that 
like all powerful, like emotional, uh, sure. uh, uh, you know, tie to it as much as like it was a part of my childhood. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, in the lead up to this movie, uh, uh, unlike Force Awakens in some respects, like I wasn't really feeling the hype and not because I didn't care. It was more just like I, I was... I mean, in a lot of ways, I've sort of tried to uh, pull back from hyping myself up about things because I think that leads to <laughs> disappointments. And, and 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 because of the way I am, I can easily hype myself up if I let myself get hyped up yeah. mm-hmm. um, e- about anything, not just like, yeah. you know, like like Star Wars or, or things like that. But um, uh, I, I, I think the fact that I went into this as sort of like, cause I woke up this morning and I was like, oh yeah, I get to see Star Wars tonight. Yeah. Like, that's cool. And I wasn't like, wasn't like this for me, my, my, yeah. my bullet point. I'm not saying like you were like that, sure. but, but I think because I, I was just, I just sat down ready to react to whatever was given to me, yeah. I think helped. Yeah. In in my enjoyment of it, because I do agree with what you're saying. Like, I do think this movie has a different feel. Yeah. Than, yeah it does. Than the original trilogy and the Force Awakens. Uh, mm-hmm. But I liked it for that as well. Yes. Can we talk about the throne room scene? The fight. Yeah. Oh, that that amazing scene. I okay. First of all, I love the throne room as just this. <laughs> red wall yeah it is because it it looked very it, it looked like a jodorowsky i actually thought the same and thing it, it just and like with the guards like the guards looked awesome yeah, yeah. they actually oh. did something in this oh, they look so cool. it's so cool and they all had like different weapons which i just love like yeah. I, that's kind of like a thing you'll you see in like some like ninja movies or like samurai movies i was like this is great i love this <laughs> i love seeing what weapons they got and what they're doing with them that's yeah but oh, it's so cool i was like i and i was like Again, like some people have been disappointed with like kind of the slowness of the lightsaber fights. I'm like, it's great. I actually felt like these were great. these were uh, uh, they struck a good, a good balance of feeling really tangible and physical. Yes, but also matching some of the speed and the fun of watching like people spin lightsabers around that the prequels did have yeah. without it feeling just like kind of like silly that and, would be and too much yeah. like and, a rave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that that moment in uh, yeah. episode three uh, where like Anakin and and Obi Wan are just like spinning. Like, lightsabers at each other and and like it's just like sparks and flashing lights and yeah but uh this you know as as a a choreographed fight just felt very real and tangible but also did have like a speed that isn't in uh the fights in the original trilogy yeah yeah i also felt an element of risk at that moment i'm like will they kill off one of these two characters sure because at that point we had seen Several die, including Snoke at that point. Right. So, I mean, Ryan Johnson apparently had taken the gloves off when it came to that kind of stuff. Uh, like, could we have seen the end of, of Ray? I, I mean, really, I kind of thought no, because I know we have another movie coming, but... Mm-hmm. I'm like maybe he will. Maybe yeah. he'll go there. Yeah. I actually felt like in 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 the majority of the action sequences in this, I felt like he he established real tension. Yeah, yeah. that 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 the stakes were there, and that that characters yeah. could bite the bullet. Like, oh yeah, without uh, you know, I think us honestly, expecting the, it. I think the Leia scene kind of set us up for that, where it was kind of like even in the first half hour, we see this character go, and then I know I know she comes back, so it's right. sort of like, oh, is that good? Is that bad anymore? But it is kind of like 
setting us up for real stakes. Uh, and, uh, and that's something that I think a lot of modern blockbusters actually have a really hard time with, yes. especially superhero movies, yes. because you know the hero is never going to die, at yes. least at least in the I mean, movie that bears its name. You well, know. well, 47 movies into the Marvel <laughs> right. cinematic universe, and we don't have anyone die. Yes. Um, and I think there's something to be said for the lack of risk there. Yes. Um, whereas, yes. I mean, even Rogue One last year... Uh-huh. Um, Ultimately, we we figure those characters are going to die because yeah. we kind of hear the story of that right. uh, in the original uh, Star Wars. But, uh, man, Disney allowed all those characters to be killed and kind of violently. Yeah. Uh, and they weren't just wanting a, maybe to have another sequel because of toys. Um, no, but they shot, yeah, they, they, they shot they two endings. It. They shot two endings. Like, like Gareth Edwards shot an ending where they do escape and Disney was like, no. Yeah. Go like do the bloody ending, and that was great. And I, I give, I have to give them credit for yep. that. Um, <laughs> in that throne room scene, when the one guard gets shredded, yeah, it was, yeah, and like you see his armor fly up, I was like, that is the coolest, yeah, like the coolest piece of violence I've seen in 2017's <laughs> movies because that was so so cool. It, yeah. looked, it looked like an iPhone being put in a blender, like, yeah, just it was, like. <laughs> All this plastic went everywhere. It is. Were they like? Are they robots? <laughs> no, because so actually in the Force Awakens, um, Kylo Ren is kind of part of this team, right? Uh, and they're like they're like killing people in the rain. I don't remember. I think that's in a flashback or something like that. Those are those guys. Are they the? Um, are they the Knights of Ren? Wait, yes, they are the are they okay, are I, they I the I other Jedi? That. They're not the, the other people that Luke no, is training. The, the Knights of Ren are not all Jedi. Okay. Um, oh, see, I thought that they were the people that Luke was training and then went with Kylo Ren. Well, there was more... There, yeah, I... Yeah, what happened to those people? See, that's where, like, this movie, I think, could have unpacked that. It didn't even need a lot of it, but yeah. just kind of telling us what went on instead of... Yeah. Uh, also, roses in a casino. Uh, <laughs> also, also, I say I say that with certainty, but I, I will admit I don't know that. It's, it's uh-huh. something I, I just... I, th- I know we've seen this number of... Um, like masked people with Kylo Ren before, and okay. I, I was, I was like, I'm pretty sure those are the Knights of Ren. Yeah, um, but they were also more of like Snoke's guards than than Kylo's, weren't they? Uh, I don't know, because because weren't they already present in the room before Kylo even got there, and they kind of so. always were hanging out there. I, I, yeah, I just thought they were like the next generation of the Emperor's guards. Right, yeah, uh, they could be. We could yeah, just I, be overthinking that. Uh, I, 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 they were awesome, whatever no, they were. <laughs> I, I think that that throne. I could just watch that throne room scene. Like it's so good, and I, I also liked how Kylo and uh, Rey are fighting together, but they are not syncopated with each other. It's very much like a back to back fight. Right. Like it again, just felt very physical, very real, sort of sloppy. And yeah. like I like that. I even liked how. I mean, hats off to Adam Driver and um, Daisy uh, Ridley. Daisy Ridley because it 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 was them, and it felt great when yeah. they were fighting because like there was even that moment where like Kylo Ren got like like kind of like held a couple times and he would like break that and, yeah, and yeah. It, it looked like legit like jujitsu type stuff and I was like this is awesome. This is probably one of the best Star Wars fight. I would say it's I would argue it's like second to the. Uh, Luke Vader fights. It is the best lightsaber fight I've seen. Mm-hmm. All right, I think it's really great. So where's this movie rank <laughs> in, 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 in okay. regards to Star Wars? Where's it's a hard question. Yeah, it's it's a really hard one. I would I would st- I would say uh, 
A New Hope and Empire are still above this for I, me. I will. I was gonna second that. Yeah, I'm gonna knock, knock it down a couple more. Okay. Uh, I think I think all three of the original trilogy are better than this. Okay. Uh, and I, again, I'm choosing my words very carefully. <laughs> this is a better film than The Force Awakens. I enjoyed The Force Awakens more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a crowd pleasing movie. Force Awakens was. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say like I really admired how risky this movie was, and I, I'm not saying it was like taking too many chances, but I think it was. I think it knew what it was doing by not pleasing the crowd entirely. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like I think Force Awakens was playing it safe. This one was like we're gonna. And this is why you're probably, and I'm probably the living proof of this right now. <laughs> You'll never please the fans because the complaint about the Force Awakens has been, oh, just. The original Star Wars yeah. played over again. Uh-huh. And so Ryan Johnson tries to do something new and with a large degree of success. Again, I'm disappointed in it, but he went for some things and I think some of these things worked. And I think you're going to see the fan base kind of ticked off. I've already, I without like, you know, reading spoilers, I had already seen there there being this pushback from Star Wars fans of, 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 of being angry. But good. It needs a shake-up. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to see what he does with his own trilogy, Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah. I am quite happy that he will not be directing Episode Nine after this experience. I, for me, when I watch when I watch these newer Star Wars movies, I love their aesthetic. I love the fact that they're kind of bringing in that sort of grungy, simpler. Um, uh, they're kind of they're kind of marrying those the, the you know the grungy and the simpler with the modern. Um, they're kind of I think they're doing a really good job. Who's ever behind like the costumes and the set pieces and the ships, which are things I really do love about Star yep. Wars. Like I went I used to get those books that were like the 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 like cutaways and the schematics of all the ships. Yep. Like yeah. I, I and like that was all bullshit too. Like people were just making stuff up. But like I I do like that design and I think they did a really good job. And they sort of even married, especially with that casino, like marrying like a Coruscant or a Naboo type thing yeah. with this movie. I, I think they are kind of slowly bringing prequel like things into the fold. I would love it if we went to Coruscant again because that's my favorite planet in the prequels. Uh-huh. It's just like it's just got that gritty sort of like you know cyberpunk this, feel. And this movie did feel, in a couple ways, connected to the prequels. One, they just Luke. Specifically mentions Darth Sidious, who's the Emperor, and yeah. uh, that's something he was not called in the original trilogy. Uh, was he not? I don't. I, I, Did Vader not say Lord Sidious at some point? I don't think so. Uh, don't okay. hold me to it, but I'm like ninety nine percent on okay. that one. Um, and but even in The Force Awakens, the only reference we get to the prequels is the, I think a reference to the Sith. We get another couple references to the Sith in this movie. You get Darth Sidious specifically called call yeah. out. By and Luke, they, they, which there is was, so crazy. Yeah. And I, I think there is, I think you're right, the casino scenes felt more prequely. Like the the horse scene? Or whatever yeah, horse yeah. Scene. Like it felt like that uh, extended sequence in Revenge of the Sith where Obi-Wan's on that 
stupid lizard horse thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, all right. Yeah, exactly. So, so my, you know, you, you talked about being, when you were a kid, you loved the, uh, the, the Star Wars ships and the yeah. weapons and stuff. My thing was always the creatures. That was my favorite yeah. part of Star Wars. I got a book from the library that was like a That's encyclopedia cool. of all of the, the monsters and creatures in Star yeah. Wars. And that was always my favorite part. And that was something that I, I, I legitimately loved that this movie was filled with, yeah. uh, interesting Interesting, fun, like Star Wars creatures. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I like to do the little monsters, and like <laughs> Star Wars is full of fun little monsters. It's true. And uh, <laughs> some, of are, some of which are like animals, and some of which are like characters. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, it's really great. And I, I love, I love just a movie filling out its its world with yeah. just like just things that I don't expect to see, and and I'm just like, oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Do you think that he, Ryan Johnson, was? We've talked about a lot of the subversion of what Star Wars is. Do you think he, there were a lot of characters that we love who got the shaft in regards to screen time. And do you think he's resistant to those characters or? um, I think he just didn't have things for them to do necessarily. Yeah. And and didn't want to necessarily like force like to me, storylines for characters. The Finn Rose storyline would have been so much more cooler had it been with uh, with Poe or been with Chewbacca. Certainly Chewbacca. I love Chewbacca. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know. Like more. I just was wondering. I'm like, why do I have to care about this character? Sure, um, that's fair. And I, I felt like there was a lot of forcing of of new when we already have established characters there who are in this movie but doing nothing. Yeah. And I, I think that was one of my bigger struggles with this. Sure. Uh, and Poe had a lot to do. Don't get me wrong. I like Poe's arc in this movie. But his buddying with, with Finn is just so great. Uh-huh. And I want more of that. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Buddying, yeah. Uh, I think they're gay. <laughs> I think a lot of people think they're gay. Regardless of whether they are or aren't, they're wonderful on screen together. Yeah. They are two characters who just mesh, and I want more of that. Yeah. Or once Chewie helping yeah. uh, Finn like he did in The Force Awakens. There's a there's a dynamic there that exists, and um, yeah, I don't know. I got a couple thoughts. Um, I, 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 <coughs> I I think in one way, like what I like about them not using the older characters is kind of just this like. Again, kind of this like Star Wars is kind of its own worst enemy sometimes. Yeah, where you're kind of bound to these older movies, and and I don't know where was you... Lando. Where was Lando? <laughs> was there he... was a time to get Lando in his movie. <laughs> it's this casino sequence. Oh hey. yeah, that's a good point. He would have been right there. That was so good. Just showing up. I'm Lando Calrissian. <laughs> okay, just he... doing the same old stuff for the last yeah, couple yeah. decades. How he should have been the the hacker, not this. Exactly. Yeah. He could have easily. Even had he betrayed them, that's believable because yeah. he's done it. Oh, it was <laughs> true. Great. I okay, but um, but I, I, I think I think there's I think one thing about this movie is like it is very insistent on not shackling itself to the past, and yeah. I really I I really love that. Fans won't like that, but I think it's so great when something is like. This is loved, but we can be better. And sometimes by doing that, and I mean, there is this this line there about killing your past, which I think is, I, I don't think Ryan Johnson is saying kill the past Star Wars. I think he's saying there is a good balance of, yeah. of, of letting go and remembering what made it great. I think there's just a good 
message behind that. And it's sort of like, mm-hmm. I think the force awakens. One thing that it suffers from is just trying to stuff it with references and old characters. And this movie just doesn't have as much of that. Um, I will say my thoughts on Rose are as a character are, I do like her, her introduction to in this movie is sort of weird to me. Like it, it does feel weird to introduce another character, but I do love the fact that we have a lead Asian Yes, female yeah, wonderful character. Things. I mean, yep. I, I I know that you have no objections to that. I don't think anyone's saying like we don't like Rose is saying we don't like this Asian girl. I think they're just saying like that's oh, interesting to introduce. And she's a very earnest character. Yeah, like no. there's a lot of wonderful qualities about this character. I just didn't know why I needed her. But I I I mean the the, the more um, the more aware and I guess the dumb word is woke. I <laughs> like see, seeing seeing and seeing an Asian lead in particular on screen is becoming more important to me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the fact, the fact is that Lucas owes a lot of things to, uh, a, a lot of his ideas to Asian, uh, culture and sure. Asian inspired film. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we haven't even seen that many, uh, and, actor- and use some Asian stereotypes yeah. in, uh, the prequels. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm glad to see her there. However, however you feel about her character, like that—that that is a fact. I don't. Want to yeah. Mention. Speaking of which, like there was a uh, Ken Leung was in the Force Awakens. He was one of the. Oh yeah. Uh, totally absent from this movie. Another character who I'm like, this guy seems pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that they elevated a woman here. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but that character was absent. Also, rest in peace, Admiral, Admiral Ackbar. Oh, yeah. uh, oh. Specifically, oh, yeah, they killed off Ackbar. Yeah, like, killed him <laughs> off. <laughs> oh. uh, like, this is what I'm like struggling right, with this here. This movie's shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm Erase done. everything we just yeah, said. I'm gonna walk they that killed back Akbar, hard. and now we're done. It, it, um, it, it was a trap. I oh, <laughs> <laughs> the movie. The movie was a trap. Uh, I I think <laughs> we see the presence of Han here quite a bit. Uh, and I think I was just wanting more from like the Chewbacca character or the Leia character mm-hmm. uh, in the follow in the follow up of that mm-hmm. um, because essentially there's not a lot of space or time is is the better word here between the events of this movie and Han Solo's death. Yeah, I mean they're they're essentially grounding it being. Very shortly thereafter. I want to touch on this a second. The timeline of this movie is crazy because yes. there's they have so many hours to get this this hacker to to back to the ship and then Ray appears and it's like yeah what that's is the timeline of this yeah. so so uh, in in some ways like yeah you can just chalk it up to like just dumb editing. movie editing yeah. but I actually feel like uh, the the movie is confusing about how much time has passed because we go to the Ray storyline, which is where we were left right, right. when uh, force awakens ends. But I actually think that what we're seeing of the resistance is happening like far later yeah. in her time on the right. Island. We're just cutting between those things. Yeah. Uh, and so it's sort of like, well, a little that's, bit of a that's established. I think literally from the first word, because we have an opening crawl. Yeah setting up what's going on with the resistance and i'm like do we need this because i think it's like right away right um yeah i mean you can't do a star wars movie without a crawl uh so but then how long oh yes you can do they yeah i guess a saga did they um (laughs) did they say how long finn was out no he must have been out for like weeks yeah because ray was on that island for days 
Possibly it was hilarious months. seeing him wake up in that like space medical suit. Yeah. And like he just falls off the bed, pulling out all these like medical cords, and there's just yeah. liquid sprouting out from all over him. It is that's the type of humor that I yeah. love. Yeah, again, Wars. again, credit to John Boyega. Who, yeah. if you watch interviews with him, he's a goof. Like he is, yeah. a, he is, a, he is an outgoing guy. And for him to do like slapstick like that, I'm like, good for, good, like good for you, buddy. Do if uh, anyone's interested uh, in any of his past work, where I think he's wonderfully funny, uh, Attack the Block. Yeah, is uh, he's in that, and he's younger, and he's phenomenal. Yeah. Full uh, British in that yeah. movie. Yeah, um, few. Uh, I say we go around the horn. Just, yeah, just, just yeah. throwing stuff. I think, out. I think we wrap it up soon. Yeah, we we will. We're we're, <coughs> we're like an hour fifteen in, so um, this might be the length of a normal episode. Yeah, I guess so. Um, okay, we had a lot to say. Few things that I really loved um, uh, beyond what I've already said. Love the jump into hyperspace to slice the uh, ship in half. So cool. And the the, it, the theater goes silent. Yeah, and I heard all these gasps and yep. all these like. Whoa! And like you know, you didn't expect it to be silent, but in that moment, it just makes it just had this very like in yeah. theater experience of like this is great. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I like that. I love Ray. I think I just adore her. Like I, I think she's just a really strong character. I, 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 I like the fact that we have a a, a female Jedi. I, I uh, like uh, as as our main Jedi, and I, I just, I just our main Jedi. I, I love the fact that she, especially in this movie, is just given a lot more. Um, let's just call it like like grit and depth and just a lot more things about her that are interesting rather than her just being uh force sensitive and is able to fix any ship she touches like that that was a weird thing to establish in force awakens i didn't think it was important for her character this one just set her up to be a much better character and i really appreciated that and i like it um, to quote Paul F. Tompkins and something that he said about Ray, I feel proud of her. Like, I feel <laughs> I, I, like it legitimately is cool to see this character and exciting for me to see this character like develop as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- those are two quick things for me. Uh, I'm supposed to say quick things I liked. Well, no, I just like <laughs> I was just going to see if you guys want to. Oh, yeah. After that or- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, I would say overall that this movie is a, is a, is a, is a roaring success. Uh, I don't know what character that was. I decided like I was about to say like like a like you know forties like movie reviewer. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I I I thought it was really great. Um, Laura Dern was great. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Laura Dern, man, I just wanted to, I wanted to see more. I, I, yeah, I liked Benicio del Toro yeah, a lot. Just as great. speaking performance wise, I thought his his performance was really like quirky and and uh, interesting. Yeah. Um. Uh. I even, you know, we can debate her character, but I even liked uh, the actress that played Rose's uh, mm-hmm. performance. Yeah. I thought she no, was. No, she did great. I, yeah, I thought I, she. I, I, I thought she was a great. On, no, no, no. Uh, no, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. It's like it's it, it. I mean, that whole that whole B plot kind of it does drag. It does have these moments where I'm kind of just like, I don't want to be here as long as I'm being here. Like, I want to go back to Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or even Poe. Cause like, I, I even liked the, uh, the, the mutiny. Yeah. Like I, I really like, cause that is another good thing that this movie does is like, it makes you root for characters and it makes you realize they were being dumb. And yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. and again, that's, that's risky. I think that's, that's, there are things we assume about 
character types and characters in these movies. And this is a reminder that these are still people that, they, sure. that they, they will make mistakes and we should not hold them up. You know, we shouldn't hold them up as some like beacon of uh-huh. optimism or morality. Like they have things that are wrong with them. Yep. Um, um, I mentioned this in the car on our way back, but I even like how Benicio del Toro is sort of this, the new scoundrel and he is, he stays a scoundrel. Yep. He does not convert. He, he, <laughs> well, we might see him again. I hope so. I, I, I honestly, unless he, unless he died. Honestly, at the, I thought we were going to see him again in this movie after he had departed. Quote, I thought he was going to be the one in the in the uh, in the the um, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, oh wait, is that what it is? <laughs> no, AT uh, is the four like, the Walker, yeah, the, whatever, the two le- two legged um, Walker. ATST. Man, I just said I liked ships, and I, mean, <laughs> I remember this one. It's the Walker, the one that's yeah, the yeah, two legged Walker. walker. Uh, but it was BB eight. All along. I, I didn't like that. No? No. Yeah, that was a dumb scene. There's a lot of uh, BB-8 uh, doing the, like... Uh, the BB-8 thing? Well, so I remember uh, people didn't like how R2 in the prequels became very, like, resourceful uh, for some reason. Like, I don't know. I, I was younger when I saw those movies, and the prequels have a lot of problems. But I don't or remember that, that, that being a specific thing that bothered me. But I remember people, like, not liking that. Of yeah. like, oh, he can fly now? Yeah, oh. gonna, I was going to say that. Well, it's been... I hated that. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. I, I don't mind it with BB-8 because we're establishing that this droid can do these things. Okay. We have three movies and... You know, eight yeah. hours of R two D two doing very specific things, and then in prequels, he's flying because he has jet propulsion. <laughs> I like it's like okay, sure. George Lucas. I, I this is getting yeah, 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 we, yeah, went yeah. From, we went from buzz saws to jetpacks. Like, yeah, but I guess in some ways the BB eight stuff reminded me of that for better or for worse. I actually yeah. thought he like did a good job of like carrying on like the R two D two role. Like I actually really I love BB eights. Uh, oh, he rolls. Uh, he he rolls or she rolls. Uh, I don't Ooh. mean to gender the, mm, the droids asked. there. Uh, the, the, um, the evil one's clearly male. Uh, <laughs> but we're going around the horn one more time on just random things. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm done. Uh, again, I, I loved uh, Carrie Fisher's performance and Mark Hamill's. Yeah. I thought the send-off between those two characters was was wonderful. Um, and it was hard not to kind of get choked up there. Because I think you realize the real life ramifications yeah. of, of seeing that. But I love when she kind of comes out of her medical condition, whatever was going mm-hmm. on. Like, I don't know if she was in a coma or what. But she comes in and Poe is so happy to see her. He's done his mutiny thing. And then she shoots him. And it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I thought. And it was the, like, kind of the sonic blaster stun that yeah. she originally gets shot with. In the original Star Wars That's by the right. Stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. the circular blue. Like yeah, it yeah. was Separ- awesome. I love that. I also did love the callback uh, in R2-D2's one scene in this movie. Uh, how he oh, kind of yeah. tries to get Luke to come back. And he plays the original Leia recording from the original Star Wars. Yeah. It was hard not to like really get pulled back into yeah. there. Um yeah, I, I, there was just a lot of little great moments in this, yeah. and I think I still overall feel a sense of disappointment with this film. But it, there's a lot of things that it did right. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to hate on this movie. Uh, I really wanted to love it, and I just can't. No, <laughs> like your reaction to it, I think is 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 much deeper. Like I think it 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 it, it, it there's a lot behind it, and. It's not like somebody just going into a film and saying they enjoyed it. Like there's a lot of things behind it that are like, mm-hmm. I was hoping for this. And 
Anyways, um, the scene between Luke and Leo when they finally are together on screen, I I got a little choked yeah. up. And they even introduced like a little Han like like trinket, which yep. I mean they introduced it in this movie and it was fine. Mm-hmm. And I was, but it was kind of like I I'm so glad they were able to have that scene together. I think Luke at the end was awesome. Yeah. I just I really enjoyed that, and it didn't feel like a. Um, uh, uh, do ex machina like you know him just happening to you know come come into the into the uh, the fold and saving the day like it really was yeah. more nuanced than that and uh, yeah the, his 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 him and Carrie Fisher on screen together was pretty fantastic. His wink at uh this is one of those fourth wall moments that I did enjoy but his wink at three PO yeah at the end I think was a really I thought three PO was moment. gonna wink back because <laughs> I was oh! gonna, I thought his eye was gonna bl- not blink but like yeah, yeah, the yeah. light was gonna go out uh. gonna be like oh because <laughs> they like held on three PO for a moment yeah and I thought he was gonna do that oh, <laughs> that would have been so dumb we haven't even talked about uh, oh, the 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 color in that that final like salt fight scene I love the red the red there's so much red in this film it's so cool I. That 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 simple color palette was just so yeah. so good. Um, uh, I mean that just that just felt like art. Like watching something just like they they were like we have this idea. Let's see what we can do with it, and they just use it in all these creative ways. There's even that part where like the ship comes by and creates that like kind of like smoke screen of red. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just looks great, and I, I think I think this movie was very well shot. Um, uh, yeah. Any other yeah. lingering thoughts? Uh, no. Kind of winding down here. I'm sure we have more to say later, but this no, is... I think we should uh, wrap it up. I okay. think I think that was a, a hearty conversation <laughs> with a lot of a lot yeah. of good stuff. Me too. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we did this, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it's fresh right now, which I think is the best time to do this. So. Yeah. Uh, I would say from from us here at Scratch Track. Uh, thank you for this uh, kind of kind of little first time experimentation. This yeah, is, yeah. Uh, we hope to do more of this, so look out for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. May the fourth. <laughs> I was gonna say there's only one way we can end this, and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, folks. Bye. <laughs>